What's going on? Welcome into the Monday edition of the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Daniel Salerson. Hope everyone had a safe and happy holiday season. The Pelicans are back home after a tough loss last night to the Oklahoma City Thunder, 117-112, to 112, snapping their four-game winning streak, and they'll be back in action tomorrow as they take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. An interesting podcast for you today as we are joined uh, by the voices of your New Orleans Pelicans, Joel Myers on the television side, Todd Graffney on the radio side. Unfortunately, he didn't get to see or hear either of them uh, last night due to both of them in health and safety protocols. It's been an interesting 48 hours, to say the least. And I feel like it was a good opportunity to check in on our guys and make sure they're doing well. I know a lot of people were thinking about you both yesterday and missed you both on the call. I certainly missed Todd uh, on the radio call yesterday in Oklahoma City. I know everyone missed Joel on the television side. So, Todd, I'll start with you because you had the nice adventure of driving back last night after your positive test. First off, how are you feeling, my friend? I'm well, Daniel. Um, and I just, again, wanted to thank everyone for reaching out. Uh, obviously, the news came out early in the afternoon. And, um, you know, it, it's just one of those things. And Coach Willie Green's talked about it a bunch. I mean, that's just the world we live in right now. But uh, I am feeling fine. Uh, no real major symptoms at all. Just maybe a little congestion, but that's it. And um, yeah, it was <laughs> it was an interesting day yesterday. Uh, thanks to the NFL and uh, the Pelicans game, because that really helped a 10 hour drive go a lot quicker, uh, able to listen to some sporting events. And of course, capped off by the call uh, of you, Daniel, on the on the Pelicans, Oklahoma City game. Well, thank God it didn't make you want to drive off the road. So I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you made it safe back to New Orleans. And Joel um, did not make the trip to Oklahoma City. Joel, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Just congestion. Feeling really good, actually. And it's kind of funny because I said to our head of sports medicine, and I, I texted with Tom Maystad, who's in health and safety protocols, our head athletic trainer as well, and Aaron Nelson, our, our head of sports medicine. When I tested positive, I just finished running a few miles. And I felt good. I just worked out. So when it hits you, it basically, for me, and Todd just brought it up, it was like kind of a runny nose and drippage and congestion. So all I can say is, please, everybody, get your shot. Get your booster. Thank God for the shots. Otherwise, I couldn't say that I'm feeling fine. So uh, everybody should take precaution because this variant is obviously more prevalent even than the first variant. And if you get your shots, the side effects are not as bad. So, uh, but it was good to see the game last night. Thank Mark Fallowell for filling in with AD and really appreciate the Mavericks for allowing him to do that and filling in and making the three hour drive. But AD emphasized it on the telecast last night. I love the fight in this team because Brandon goes down to the first quarter, yet they took a, a lead by a point in the fourth quarter. It got away. But we'll go down some of the things that stood out in that game, Daniel. But the fight of this team, uh, they're doing it right. They're building the right way. There's a lot of guys that you really like. And overall, the culture, the environment they're building, that's the positive. That if Brandon Ingram's in that game, I truly believe the Pels win the game. Yeah, Todd, I know you were able to listen on your way home. Kind of what were your initial observations of how this game played out last night? A game that, as we mentioned, uh, came down to the wire. No, it did come down to the wire, Daniel, but it's a 48-minute game. And to me, that game was lost in the first five minutes uh, in the first quarter. Uh, the Pels dug themselves such a big hole. Now, they were dig themselves out, but, you know, just listening to it, 
you felt that we were swimming upstream the entire time. And, and finally, you know, we broke through at the very end with, with the Billy Dunk and, and got the lead. But, you know, when you dig yourself that big of a hole, and again, the, the turnovers were just so prevalent early on, um, you know, if you don't have to, if you don't have to dig out of that early hole, then maybe when you go on that run in, in the third quarter and early in the fourth quarter, you're not coming back. You're building a lead of your own. So again, you just, you know, that to me was the, was the unfortunate thing, but I agree with Joel. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been more proud of the team this year, just listening to the way they fought back. Obviously, look, you don't have your leading score. You don't have your second leading score. You don't have your third leading score. When you're talking about Brandon, Jonas and Nikhil and guys really stepped up last night, but for them to do what they did and just fall a little bit short, that was really frustrating too, because it was such a tremendous effort. You would have liked to have seen it get rewarded with a victory, but again, it's a 48 minute game and the way they came out of the blocks and look, give credit to Oklahoma city. They really took it to us early on in that game and built that big first quarter lead. And, you know, that really led to the rest of the way. Talk about guys that stepped up, Todd, and I feel like the biggest guy yesterday was, well, we'll get to the bench, but Josh Hart in that starting line, 29 points and 10 rebounds, 10 of 17. And look, you don't have to just listen to last night's game to know what kind of impact Josh Hart has had um, overall this season. Todd, what have you seen from Josh? Just we talk about the one-man fast break almost every game. Um, just how important he is to this Pelicans roster, especially right now with the team getting hit with the injuries. Well, for the first time, Daniel – I mean, and this is going back the entire season. This isn't just, you know, a revelation what he's done in the last couple of ball games, but he is now a full-blown, full-fledged leader of this team. He is a vocal leader, uh, not only on the court, but off the court. And that's something, you know, when he came here three years ago, we knew what kind of a player he was, but he wasn't in that leadership type of role. He is now, and he's taken it personally. And I, I just, I love to see it because we all knew from the get-go how hard he played. Uh, but I don't think Joel would disagree with me. He is, Josh Hart's playing his best basketball in his NBA career right now. And he, and he's doing it all, but not only the, the, the contributions on the court, but what he is doing as a leader has made it a, a complete and total well-rounded Josh Hart. What do you say, Joel, about Josh? Well, we talk about R&R all the time, rebound and run. And I think what he's doing better now is rebound, run, and read. And he's reading the situations. So if it's not there, <clears throat> excuse me, the congestion, if it's not there, then he brings it out. He looks at the situation. He's much better at that. So you can't take him out of the starting lineup anymore. He has got a motor he's always had, and we always joke about the spelling of his name because he's always a huge heart. We know that, but the way he rebounds, he runs and, and rebounding is a skill set, a read off the rim and anticipation and guys don't box out anymore. And Josh takes advantage of those guys that are just ball watching. So I give him credit. So fortunately for the Pels, they've got him for the next couple of years and their option. So he's not going anywhere. That's the positive for the Pels. He's a rebound run and even a better read guy now. Uh, but, and what Todd was talking about, it takes a while uh, for you to grow into that role because this is a really quiet locker room. And the best player is a quiet guy. 
Brandon Ingram. And, and Zion's just getting to where he could be potentially, but he's got to be on the floor. He's got to be healthy. So I like what's developing for Josh Hart. There's no question about that. You look at the last eight to 10 games, he's averaging a double-double. He's one of the best rebounding guards in the NBA. And I like what AD also said on the telecast. We need to bring him up in the conversation for the most improved player in the league so far this season. And I'm behind that all the way, and I think AD makes a real good point on that. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I think he is up for the up for that. And the, last night, I think, proved that as well with his double-double of 29 points and 10 rebounds. Joel, stick with you here. And I think, especially with Brandon Ingram being out, Yari without two of your other top scorers and Akil and Jonas, I feel like the bench is certainly something that will need to step up if the absence continues here tomorrow and then on Saturday into walk. And I feel like he did get that yesterday. Garrett Temple with 22 points, a season high for him. Jackson Hayes with 15 points, making the most out of his 18 minutes. What did you see from that bench unit last night that you're going to need moving forward here if you're dealing with some injuries? Well, the bench had a lot to do with cleaning up the game, too. Because remember in the first quarter, the Pels had seven turnovers. They finished the game with 11. So I give the bench credit because it was a premium. The bench only had four turnovers for the entire game in a lot of minutes. Gary Temple played 35 minutes in that game. What I do like what's developing is Jackson Hayes had a lot of DMPCPs. So he comes back in the last game and he looked a little lost on pick and roll coverage. And in, I shouldn't say lost. I should say indecisive. And there was indecision on both the guy that he was communicating with out front and his role. But he looks like he's getting his feet under him again. And at both ends of the floor, he's got a great skill set. For his size, he's got an amazing skill set at the offensive end. If he can be that rim protector, if he can be a better defender, then he's the complete package for the Pels moving down the road. I also like Sadoransky's aggressiveness. So Thomas is really playing hard. You know, it may not finish all the time, and he was only one for six last night, but you're never, ever going to question his, his effort. Uh, Garrett's a pro. He's a pro's pro. He comes prepared. Never knows how many minutes he's going to get, but he plays well. Trey, he's getting good looks. They'll start falling. He is a rookie. It will start to work for Trey. I like him taking shots. He, the Pels need a guy like that, a spacer. So he knows his role. And hopefully they'll start to fall, but I'm glad he's taking those shots. If he's not, then you don't need him on the floor. He's a spacer. He comes in. There's certain guys like Muscala for Oklahoma City. You know what he's going to do. You got to be glued to him. You got to be Velcro to him. Hopefully that's what Trey will be for the Pels moving down the road. So even though it's a loss, I like everything that's developing. And a bonus is after seven turnovers in the game, in the first 12 minutes, they only had 11 for the contest. Really cleaned it up. And that's the way they got back into the game. Todd brought it up. The first quarter, they buried themselves. They had time to get out of it. They did. They basically won the next three quarters, but they couldn't overcome that huge deficit early. Uh, what did you notice about the bench play um, from last night and kind of in these last few games? I feel like there's been games that you've had some contributions, whether it's from, you know, Nikhil before he got into health and safety protocols, uh, Billy Hernan Gomez, who had to move into the starting lineup, do to Jonas being out now for two straight games. Uh, you are starting to see the contributions and starting to get the balance here with the starters and the bench unit. Yeah, and I think guys, you know, know what their roles are. And I think that has taken a lot of pressure off of them. I mean, think about early in the season when you're trying to mix and match every night and, you know, Brandon missed those seven games and Josh missed games. And, you know, guys were doing things that they really weren't accustomed to doing. But if you look back on it, 
you know, in a weird way, it actually kind of helped because a lot of these bench guys played a ton of minutes. So now when we got Josh back, when we got Brandon back for a stretch and of course, Nikhil coming off the bench, more accustomed to that role, uh, I think it relaxed everybody and, and they became very productive. What hurt again last night, uh, I, you know, we shot free throws very, very well last night. I want to say 24 from 28, if I'm not mistaken, but we're two for 19 from three from guys off the bench. Now, look, that, that's not going to happen every night, uh, but just got to shoot the ball a little bit better. But you just you cannot question the effort. You just can't. Uh, each and every night, these guys bring it. And, you know, it, it just it was just tough last night because, you know, that first quarter deficit was a little bit too much to overcome. But I tell you, the thing about Hernan Gomez, too, um, it, it's just what a luxury it is for Willie Green to have a guy like this uh, who you can just plug in and, and, you know, no one's going to step fully into Jonas Valanciunas' shoes, but I tell you, Billy's got a pretty, pretty big foot uh, to, to try and, and fill that void. Uh, you know, his rebounding, his, his intensity, and he'll give you some offense as well. You know, I know he struggled in that Orlando game, but he really picked it up last night uh, on the offensive end. He makes his free throws. So just, it's just really a joy to watch him play each and every night. And, you know, we've heard it countless times. He's an unbelievable teammate. Yeah. yeah 14. And let me, let me play off of what you just said on Billy, because I think it carries over to what Willie is doing. And I don't know if you saw it over the last couple of nights, but in post-game pressers, it was Josh who was on the dealing uh, answering questions with the media. And he said the positivity of Willie Green has carried over into the locker room and the confidence of the group. And Billy and AD and I have talked about this on the air as one of the best teammates we've ever seen. Jonas Valanciunas, unbelievable teammate. Brandon Ingram, like Josh Hart, these guys encourage each other. There's a lot of guys on the bench for other teams. They're not appreciating the success of their teammates because it potentially is taking away minutes from them. They're not going to get on the floor. They're not celebrating the success of their teammates. But with this group, they're all in with each other. And I think that starts with Willie. And I think Josh got into it and talked about how positive Willie has been and encouraging these guys. When you start the season, what was it, 3-16 and 16 and a nine-game losing streak? Well, you better keep your head up because you're only going to fall deeper in if you don't. So, right, Coach, there's no question about that. Willie can coach. He calls – we watch him call the plays. They're great ATOs for the Pels. They have out of timeouts and everything else they're doing. Willie can definitely coach – and the players are feeding off the positive energy that he's giving them. Josh Hart got into it. You brought up Todd Willie or Billy Hernan Gomez. Billy's a plus. Jonas to pick me up. Go down the list of these guys. Garrett, all these guys. Sadaransky. They appreciate each other. They want each other to succeed. And that doesn't always exist in NBA locker rooms. A great point about Willie because I, I thought last night he drew up a, a lot of good out of timeout plays, well executed that led the points in, in much needed situations. Uh, before I let you all go, um, let's talk about this upcoming stretch for New Orleans because it is a doozy starting with tomorrow night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They will get three days off afterwards, but then you take on the reigning champs on New Year's Day in Milwaukee. And then next week, the homestand, you have Utah and Phoenix on a home, home back to back on the third and the fourth, and then you wrap it up with the Golden State Warriors. So as much as they were able to build a little bit of a cushion there to try to get back um, into the swing of things with that four-game winning streak, now potentially shorthanded you have to deal with these Cavaliers 
and then a, a tough stretch coming up. Joel, we talked about the Cavaliers before we even got on here. What have you seen from them? They're 20 and 13 on the season. It's a lot of their young guys, their rookie and Evan Mobley, but a lot of their two, three-year guys that are starting to develop and, and become really good players. Well, they're by far, in my estimation, the best story in the NBA, easily. And they got a really good coach. I'm glad JB just got extended through the 26-27 season forever. I used to work with his dad, Bernie. So I appreciate his success. He has paid his dues. He's put in his 10,000 hours. It's very similar to what a lot of these guys, and and we've seen it before with some of the other young coaches that are getting the opportunity, uh, like Wes Ensel Jr., who's been an assistant 16 years in the league. So I'm really happy for JB, uh, except I won't be rooting for him tomorrow night. Right. So, <laughs> but here's what I really like about what they're doing. First of all, Garland is the head of the snake. Really improved. This The light has gone on. It's his third season. He's a not only a good lead, but he's a good shooter. So he's got a lot of bounce to his game. Darius Garland. But I, I love what JB's doing because it's so old school. He's saying, play you're going to have to play into what I want to do. I'm going to play my strengths. So at times he will have on the floor four bigs. On the of Garland with Kevin Love, Lowry Markinen, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. Nobody does that in the NBA. In small ball and in pace and space. But he's saying, and all these guys can shoot. Kevin Love's a spacer. Lowry Markinen, they got him four for about 65. I liked him in the offseason. Not a lot of teams that kind of contract, it's paying dividends for them. Jared Allen is playing like an all-star in the post for them. But I love the fact that he's got four guys that are close to seven feet on the floor with a small, and he's saying, match up with me. I'm not going to match up with you. I'm going to play to my strengths. So it's very entertaining from a distance. And I, I would imagine for John Michael, Austin, and all the guys that are covering this team, uh, it's got to be a kick because nobody expected this, and they are truly the best story in the NBA. They're only winning by 40-45. It really <laughs> it's crazy what they're doing to the opposition. So for all of our purposes, when they're not facing the Pels, it is fun. It's just a good story for the NBA. I'm just curious, Joel. I mean, you said you were working with Bernie Bickerstaff. I'm just curious as to who you have not worked with. I, I'm just, <laughs> I mean, it's not who you have. It's just yeah. who you have not. That's a great question. At, good at this point. Good hey, dad is a he's a chip off the old block. He didn't far fall free because his dad's a great person. And so is JB. Uh just to continue, Daniel. Look, I, I think the one thing we gotta, you know, figure out right now is how is Brandon Ingram and what his status is going to be. Uh, because obviously, uh, and Joel talked about it early, I don't think there's a doubt, you know, even though the Pels did, did get down early last night, if, if Brandon Ingram plays that entire game, you are giving yourself a pretty darn good chance to win. It's been very, very rough without him. As a matter of fact, the Pelicans have not won a game without Brandon Ingram, 0-7. So his status is going to say a whole lot as to what's coming up. Now, again, as Joel mentioned, the good news is this week, the games are spread out. You got three uh, unprecedented three days off uh, after the game tomorrow night, uh, headed to Milwaukee on Saturday. And then, of course, the tough stretch next week. But uh, just what... Brandon Ingram's status is going to be is going to say a lot about how the Pels perform in those games. Yeah, and the injury report will come out later today, so be sure to log on to pelicans.com or follow the team on Twitter at Pelicans NBA. We should know more at least about Brandon Ingram's status for tomorrow against the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's Todd Graffinini, radio voice of your New Orleans Pelicans, Joel Myers, television voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. 
Guys, we're dying to get you all back, hopefully sooner rather than later. Please get well. I know luckily you don't. You all have very mild symptoms. I know it's killing you not to be out there um, missing the game last night. Joel talked about Joel. That was his first game missed uh, as a member of the Pelicans in 10 years. And Todd, you talked about you haven't missed a game due to illness in your long career with Tulane in New Orleans as well. So definitely uh, something new. Um, and guys, I appreciate the time. Stay safe. And uh, we'll hopefully uh, see you very soon. I know I'll talk to you both, but uh, hopefully I'll see you in person real soon. Thanks, Daniel. Remind everybody, get their shots, please. Get the shots, get the vaccine. Absolutely. You're seeing it on the Saints side. They're battling the COVID issues as well. But I see Todd is wearing his black. And I encourage everyone to black out the dome tonight against the Miami Dolphins. It should be a fun one there inside the Caesar Superdome. Another next man up mentality for the Saints team who's looking to sneak in to the playoffs. We'll have another podcast for you on Wednesday, hopefully recapping a win against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then we'll get back with you on Friday as we'll ring in the new year in Milwaukee as they take on the Bucks on Saturday night. That'll do it for today's podcast. For Todd and Joel, I'm Daniel. Thanks for listening to the Pelicans podcast presented by Seeky.